Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. That's the part I want you to get. Not discerning the Lord's body. And for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. I want to deal with a subject tonight that I'm calling a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift. Now, a paradigm is a lens, if you will, by which all that I perceive is filtered through. We all see through a certain lens. You could call it a worldview. So it's your paradigm. And you judge everything through the lenses of your belief system. That's the reason we can all be in here and all even have the same culture but see things so differently. Because everyone has a paradigm. Are you following me? Everyone has a lens. So a paradigm, uh, if you take your notes, is a lens by which all I perceive is filtered through. It's how, I per- it's how I see and perceive things based on what I know. If a baby was born and the doctor did surgery on his eyes and put red lenses on his eyes, then he would grow up Seeing everything is red. And it wouldn't matter how much you tried to convince him that's blue. To him it's red. Amen. It's, it's how he sees it and he's seen it like this as long as he can remember. We're going somewhere tonight. Are y'all staying with me? Amen. So when you try to start telling him it's not actually like you perceive it, he can't receive it. He, he don't even understand what you're saying to him. Amen. He, he can't comprehend. He can't wrap his mind around it. And he may, he may try to walk around and say it. It's blue. It's blue. It's blue. It's blue. But because he's seeing through the lenses that he's seen through all of his life. Amen. He feels like he's living a lie. Oh, you got to get a hold of this now. Amen. And that's why some people think I'm born this way. Because that's the lens I've looked through all. It's my paradigm. And I want to believe like you believe. And I want to receive what you're telling me. But I'm still seeing through these lenses. (laughs) So tonight, I want to deal with a paradigm shift. And a paradigm shift is when... (coughs) A a paradigm shift is when the usual and accepted way of doing and thinking about something changes completely because of new information. 
There's going to be a shift tonight. There's going to be a shift over the next three or four days if you stay with it. I'm going to say it again. So a paradigm shift is a changing of the lenses. It's when the usual, catch this, or the accepted way of doing and thinking about something changes completely because of a new, a new lens or because of new information. In other words, I used to look at all the facts and the situations like this until I got new information. Now I looked at the same situation, the same facts from a whole different perspective. So in spite of how bad you think you need your circumstances to change, really all you need is a paradigm shift. Really all you need is to change the lenses. Really all you need is to change the way you look at it. Now, the paradigm shift is a concept that was identified by the American physicist and philosopher named Thomas Kuhn. And Kuhn used the duck to demonstrate. Everybody see the duck? He used the duck to demonstrate the way in which a paradigm shift could cause one to see the same information in an entirely different way based on your perception. Because really, that's not just a duck. It's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. Amen? Just keep looking because... Everybody see it yet? Just keep looking because what you are totally convinced that you see can change in an instant. Here, Don't, don't create a duck doctrine too quick. Oh, my God. Be careful. I, I, know, uh, I know it's a duck. Amen. Don't create your duck doctrine even though it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. So it must be a duck. Are you following me? Tell your neighbor, just keep looking. Just keep looking. Some of y'all are still huh? cocky head sideways. There you go, ready, you'll get it. Amen, cock your head and just keep looking. And just keep looking before you tell somebody I am what I look like. Just keep looking. Just keep looking at that scripture before you get too determined. That's what that scripture... Hold on, my side. You, you, you got to keep looking and keep looking. Amen. And, and, and oh my God, are y'all going to go with me tonight? Amen. Shake your neighbor and tell them, keep looking. Just keep on looking. Keep on looking. There's more than what meets the eye. Amen? There's, there's, there's more than what meets the eye. Amen? But if you're not careful, you'll jump on the duck wagon. Amen? And that's all it is, is a duck. Now, uh, but see what happened was, some of you couldn't see the rabbit till I said rabbit. But because I said duck, you saw duck. Amen? But when I said rabbit, your mind thought rabbit, and then your eyes begin to see what your... 
Oh my God, your eyes started seeing what your mind was thinking. Oh my God, that reminds me of scripture. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the changing of the lenses. Amen. I couldn't change your mind or change what you saw till I changed what you thought. And when I changed what you thought, you begin to see what you could not see. So, oh my God. So the word is designed to get you thinking on a level you can't see yet. Oh my God. Somebody shout shift. Something's about to happen in this place. One moment, one instant, there's going to be a shift. Mm, can we go deeper? Amen. Somebody say, keep looking. Keep looking. It may look like bread. Keep looking. It may, it may look like bread. It may look like bread. It may look like bread. Do y'all recognize this table? This table is the one Jesus built in the movie The Passion. It took me forever to get this transported in. Y'all don't know whether to laugh or it may it may look like bread. It may look like wine, but you gotta keep looking. Oh my God, I'm so full of this tonight. Hey Amen. Somebody's finna get a paradigm shift. You 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 gotta keep looking. In other in, in other words, how you process information. Oh my Lord, this ain't on Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry to all my fans. I can't believe it's not Facebook. In other words, how you process information and judge situations could dramatically be changed by a different perspective. I need you to get that right now. Because you're so set on your duck. You're so set on your ways. We get so set on how we see it. And we get so set on how we see ourselves. But, but, But how you process information and judge situations can dramatically be changed by a different perspective. Just, just one snap of the fingers. Just one going from seeing a duck to the rabbit. And now that I see a rabbit, I can't hardly see the duck. But the duck's still in the rabbit and the rabbit's in the duck. And sometimes I quack when... Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait, we got to work that, don't we? This is exactly... This is exactly... You got to go with me now. What happened in this particular Passover. This is what happened. This is what happened that night in the Passover. Every year, every year they anticipated this great celebration of their deliverance from Egypt. Every year they called to remembrance the great exodus. Every year. And I need you to bear in mind, these disciples, these apostles wasn't gathering in the upper room to do communion. They, they, they weren't gathering to do communion. They never heard of communion. Amen. They didn't know nothing about communion. So they, they, were, they were coming together to celebrate an age-old institution called 
Passover. I mean, this was sacred. This was sacred. And right in the middle of a sacred, set, hallowed tradition, Jesus grabs the bread and begins to bless it. Right in the middle of something they had done thousands of times, Jesus grabs the bread, he begins to break it, he begins to bless it, amen, and says the most foreign, unexpected, ridiculous thing they have ever heard. Jesus said, this is my body, which was broken for you. And right in the middle of their meltdown, being orthodox Jews that came to celebrate something their forefathers had been celebrating for 1,500 years. And before they could get really melted down, while they're still trying to process what Jesus just said, he then lays the bread down, grabs the cup and says, this cup is my blood, drink it. Are y'all with us here? Are you even in that place where they were at? Somebody shout shift. Shift. Amen. In one instant, same institution, different mindset. In one instant, same institution, different lens. It's, it, it's called uh, the Last Supper. But, but that's not completely accurate. It's just the Last Supper on this level. Amen. You got to catch that. Oh, yeah. It's called the Last Supper, but it's not the Last Supper because we still haven't supper. But it is the Last Supper on that level. It is the Last Supper with them lens. Can I tell somebody tonight, this is going to be your Last Supper on that level. This is going to be your Last Supper looking through those lenses. Somebody shout shift. My God. Fruit, what was running? What was running through the minds of the apostles? What was running through their mind? Can you imagine the struggle that was going on? In just one breath, Jesus has challenged the way that they have seen this festival for generation after generation after generation. With no forewarning, no explanation, no scriptural reference, Jesus said, This is my body, eat it. She said, <coughs> this is my blood. I want you to drink it. Paradigm shift. With one statement spoken by Christ, everything shifted. Somebody shout one word. One word. One word. One word. One word, Kim. One word, Shelly. You're one word from a paradigm shift. You're one revelation from stepping into a new dimension. You're one revelation from stepping into a realm. You're one revelation for taking something natural and turn it into something supernatural. One revelation, one word. Oh, help me tonight, Holy Spirit. In one statement, the master closed one dispensation and opened another. One statement. One statement, he brought an end to one era and kicked the door wide open to another era. In one setting, Jesus took an age-long festival from ritual to revelation. 
from type to reality, from shadow to substance. Jesus was saying, if you can change your perspective, this table can change your life. God help me tonight. I'm going to help myself if I don't help anybody else. Amen. We're still stuck with the lens of religiosity to where it's still just bread. And it's still just a cup. And it's still just wine. And Jesus was trying to shift that mindset. He was trying to shift that mindset. Jesus was saying, if you can change your perspective, this table will change your life. Oh, I know it looks like wine and, 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 and bread, and you've always seen it as wine, and you've always seen it as bread, but if you can see it as my blood and my body, it'll save your soul. He said, I, I know it looks like bread and it looks like wine, but if you can see it as me, it'll heal your body. If you can see it as me, it'll set you free. If you can see it as me, it'll break your addiction. If you can see it as me, it'll change your mindset. Is anybody in this place with me tonight? If you can see it for what it really is, amen, the natural is going to impact your supernatural. But, yet, but see, this is the problem. We'll miss it because God will hide the supernatural in the natural. Amen? And if you're not careful, you're seeing a duck. And God's done changed that thing to a rabbit. You're still quacking and you should be hopping. I don't know if that's corny or tweetable. He, he said, if you can see the wine and see the blood, amen, or if you can drink the wine and see blood, it's finna change. If you can eat bread and see the body, everything's finna change. Amen. I wonder what your Bible looks like to you. Does it look like ink or does it look like Jesus? Amen. I, I wonder if your Bible is just a Bible. I wonder if your Bible is just a book. All you need is one paradigm. All you need is one paradigm shift. Amen. To where ink turns to flesh and blood. And I start eating... Oh my God, I can tell some of us have not got this revelation because it's not transforming the way I see things. I'm going to get happy in this place whether you help me or not tonight. Paradigm shift. No wonder he said, for this cause, many of you are weak, many of you are sick, Amen. Sickly. Many of you are weak. Many of you are slickly. Sickly. Amen. And many of you are even dying because you do not discern the Lord's body. He said it's not impacting you. The word discern means capable of seeing. Amen. It's not changing your life because you haven't had a paradigm shift. He said it's not affecting you because you don't see it. You're not discerning it as the Lord's body. Oh my God, are y'all with me tonight? He said, you're not, to, he said to some of you, he's preaching to that Christian church, he said to some of you, it's still wine. To some of you, it's still bread. Amen. And as a result, you're still sick. Amen. As a result, you're still not delivered. As a result, you're even dying when you should have lived because you didn't realize when the preacher was preaching, it should have caused a paradigm shift but I just thought we was eating bread. 
I just thought we'd drink in wine. Oh, are y'all getting ready for this communion table tonight? Amen. I just thought this is something we do as Christians. Amen. He said, but if you saw it for what it really was, it would produce the result in your life. My God. Ask your neighbor, can you see it? Huh? Shake them real good. Wake them up. It's kind of dark out there. I can't see you. It's, can you see it? Can you see it? Is it a rabbit or a duck? Is it a rabbit or a duck? Huh? You may have to turn your head sideways. Amen. You may have to turn your head high. You may have to squint. But if I was you, amen, I'd say I refuse to get stuck in the duck stage. I refuse to get stuck in the duck stage. If I have to squint and turn my eye, say, shut up, don't talk to me. I'm trying to see something. Shut up, don't, don't, don't say a word. I'm trying to see something. Some of you don't need to tell your neighbor to shut up. You need to tell you to shut up. You keep telling me I'm a duck, but he says I'm a rabbit. Somebody ought to help me right here. My God, where's this congregation? Amen, amen. You, you, you keep trying to tell me, my, I, my mind keeps trying to tell me I'm a loser, but I see a winner every time I look at the Word of God. You keep trying to tell me I'm going under, but the Word says I'm going over. So sometimes, oh God, help me this man. Sometimes you got to look intently because he'll hide the new in the old. We've been doing this for thousands of years. This ain't nothing new. This is old. But when God gets ready to change, he'll hide, he'll hide the new in the old. And if you're not qualified for a paradigm shift, if you're not open-minded enough, you'll keep breaking the old and not ever receive the new. Amen. If you're not careful, you'll keep looking at your old self and not be able to partake of your new self. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll stay stuck as a duck when God said, I've called you to be a rabbit. Somebody ought to be twisting your neck right now and said, I ain't leaving here till I see it. I ain't leaving here till I see it. Amen. My mind has caught it and I will not quit till my eyes see it. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's in there. He's in there. Amen. Y'all know I like crap. Shaking everyone and tell him. He's in there. That rabbit's in there. Amen. I know you're still waddling. And I know you're still quacking. <laughs> but it's in there. That man of God is in there. Mary, that woman of God is in there. And if you're not careful, you'll not realize it because you still marry. Amen. If you got saved with a bunion on your big toe, after you got saved, you still got a bunion on your big toe. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? If you walk with a limp before you got saved, you're probably going to walk with a limp after you got saved. Amen. So if you're not careful, amen, you, you, you won't realize that God will hide the new in the old so he can bring glory to the new because of the old. Oh, my God. He healed a Christ. In, he hid a Christ in Jesus. And they couldn't see him. That ain't no Christ. That's, that's, they literally said, oh, y'all should have been there at the revival. That's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. See, Jesus was a common Jewish name. They was Jesuses everywhere. Amen. 
But God took a Christ, which means anointed one, and hid him in a Jesus. Amen. And they was the church was standing there saying, All I see is a duck. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't see him. That's why John the Baptist was standing by the river said, there's one standing among you whom you do not know. They knew Jesus. They just couldn't see the rabbit. I said they could see the old, but they could not receive the new. Multitudes are sitting in churches, and they're stuck in the old because they can't make the shift. Hmm. Is that a rabbit or is that a duck? They said, that can't be the Christ. He's a carpenter and I know his mama knew. They said, matter of fact, his brothers are here. Oh my God, this, this is better than you're responding, I'm telling you that. His, his brothers are here. And the Bible says they were offended. Catch this now. The scripture literally says he was teaching with authority and doing signs and wonders. But because Mary was there and his brothers was there, they were offended. Amen. This is the thing about when the true gospel is preached. If it's preached right, amen, if you can't make the shift, it'll offend you. Huh? It'll offend you. Why? Because it's showing a you that's hid in the old you. And when you're not living up to the new you, you'll get offended. Just going to preach it. You'll just get offended, amen, because he's judging me for being the old me. When in reality, Jesus was always saying, there's a rabbit in there. There's a rabbit in there. I know you're still wobbling and I know you're still quacking, amen, but there is a rabbit in there, amen. And if we're not careful, we'll get offended because we can't make the shift. Somebody short shifts. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> I got so much in me tonight. Somebody shout shift. But it's but it's it's a challenge. I don't know. Who am I preaching to? Man, I'm having a hard time seeing it. I know what you're saying about me, but I can't see it. Every time you tell me uh, I'm a rabbit, I quack. <laughs> I quack, and it's just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Amen. And Jesus was always telling them, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And greater is he that is in you than he that's in them. And I'm walking around, quack, quack. And I... <laughs> It's a poor duck. <laughs> and I'm having a hard time making the shift. Amen. Because all I can see is my old life. Amen. And I'm having trouble embracing this new life. Is anybody here? Amen. And we don't never even think about it that they are in, in, in the Lord's Supper dealing with all this. I don't know about this dude, y'all. I'm sure, I'm sure the boss said, hey, this preacher has flipped. We might ought to tip on out of here right now. Because I ain't never heard this kind of doctrine. I ain't, I ain't never heard nobody talk like this. 
eat his flesh, drink his, his blood. They were in a battle in their minds. Oh, y'all can't say nothing. That's all right. But I'm preaching to everybody in this building right now. We all go through these paradigm shifts. Amen. To the extent where some of you love church, you love the people, and you love God, but church can be the most uncomfortable place for you. Oh, my God. We're going to get real. It can be so uncomfortable. You know you need to go, and you know you're supposed to go, but every time I go there, they're talking about a rabbit I don't know nothing about. Can I just get a little amen there to let me know I got the right crowd? Uh, amen. And what makes church so uncomfortable is I'm really a duck, but I got to hop in. But a duck ain't worth a flip and hopping. You would, you would, you would be more comfortable. But you can't come into church like this. You can't come into church like this because everybody else is. Huh? Huh? Oh, my God. That's all right. I'm coming for you. Amen. Hey, listen to me. So the place that they really love you the most and the place you really love to be, you get uncomfortable. Amen. Because you don't hear anybody else quacking. Amen. But what you don't know, they was quacking before they got out of the car. They've just learned Oh, my God. They just taught the duck how to hop. Oh, my God. And as awkward as it is, let's just hop through Sunday. Sunday's the only time I hop. I can quack the rest of the week. I'm stuck right here. Can y'all tell I'm hung up? I'm hung up because I'm telling our life story. Can I just get a witness out there? Amen. When in reality, God's not judging you for being a duck. He's using his word and his people and his Holy Spirit to let you know there's more in you than you think. So really, really, God don't have to change your generic makeup because you were created in the image and likeness from the beginning. Amen. He, he don't have to change your metab metabolism. Amen. All he's got to change is how you see what he has done at this table. Oh, it's right. Listen. And when you see it, you just go to hopping. You just go to hopping. When you see it, you start having a hard time wobbling. Wobbling. Somebody shout paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. He said, he said, this cup is going to change everything. It's going to change everything. But can you see it? Can you see it? If you don't see it soon, you won't be here long. Oh, God, that's a prophetic word. If you don't catch it soon, you won't be here long. Why? Because you can't stand up under that uncomfortable spirit very long. Amen? You, you, you can't. My God, I didn't know we was going this direction, but the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. You, <laughs> you can't stand up under it long. So you'll find somewhere where ducks go. You can't go to a rabbit church 
and remain a duck. You, you can't go to a progressive church and stay stuck in a mindset. Because some rabbit's going to walk by you and grab you and say, you ain't a duck. And they're going to pull and they're going to push. Amen. And, 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 and if you don't embrace it, you're going to see it as condemnation. And then when you see me in the grocery store and you're on aisle seven and I'm on aisle six, you're going to be hiding. There's that rabbit. There's that rabbit preacher. Oh, my God, this is just too real for our first night, ain't it? Amen. When in reality, and, and I've always hated this about the, the gospel, is because I become people's enemy because I'm always speaking to the rabbit, and I refuse to identify with your duck. Amen. And so people love me when, when uh, this is just going to be real right here. And people love me and they like to hang out with me when they're making the transition. But when they have settled into the duck, I feel led of the Lord to find me a duck church. And then we move so I can be comfortable. Mm, 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 mm. I need to move on, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just kidney punching us right now. When in reality, God is saying, the rabbit church is the one you need to be in. The rabbit church, because that's who you are. You are not who you have become, but you will become who you really are. If, if, the, if, the, if the word is preached right, and if you'll embrace the word, he'll take those lenses out and put on new lenses... Oh, my God, are you in this place? Amen. But it's, it's a place of transition, and somebody's in it right now, and somebody's about to go into it, and I don't care how old you get in Christ, these things come as you grow. Paradigm shifts. If you quit having paradigm shifts, you have plateaued. You have plateaued. You can't grow no more. You have created doctrine on your perception. We figured God out, and it's as far as we can go. And it's a dangerous place to be. So we're all continually going through paradigm shift. But, but it can be confusing as them passing the cup after Jesus said it was blood. And it, it, it can start fostering questions like, is it blood? Or is it wine? Here, you drink it. Are you following me? Here, you try it first. Let me see if this stuff works for you first. Is it, is it bread? Or is it body? And in transition, you can start getting confused of what's right and what's wrong. What, what, what doctrine did I have that was good? And what doctrine did I have that was bad? Oh, my God, help me tonight, Holy Spirit. I'm confused. I mean, we just come to celebrate a festival, and now I'm all jacked up. Somebody ought to shout amen right there. I'm, I'm just a mess. I'm not supposed to leave church feeling like this. I'm not supposed to leave church more confused than when I come. I'm not supposed to leave the presence of God, amen, in total confusion. And they walked out of that room in total confusion. 
Because Jesus was trying to change the lens. He was trying to get you to look on a brand new level. Trying to stretch you and pull you into a dimension that you have never been in before. Amen. And all of a sudden, Jacob, you don't know if it's a stone or an altar. I, I don't know if it's sacred or secular anymore. I, I don't know if I ought to be sleeping on this stone or building an, order, uh, an altar and worshiping at it. Confused. Confused. I'm, I'm just confused now. I'm just confused. And what makes it bad is I'm confused about stuff Jesus said. Because it has challenged what I have built my life on. It's challenged what I built my life on. And he didn't take time to explain it to me. He, he, he didn't take... He, and, and, and it'll even cause division. It'll cause division. It'll divide the ducks from the rabbits. Treating you got a duck church on this corner and a rabbit church on this corner. But the worst division is the division it causes in you. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me give you a scripture that we don't never preach on. Jesus said, you think I came to bring peace. I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring division. Because there's a duck in you and there's a rabbit in you. And you ain't never going to change till I expose the duck and reveal the rabbit. And when I do... It's going to leave you in confusion because I was born this way. I've always been this way. Help me, Holy Spirit. And you're saying, I am this way. At all time, he's saying, just drink the cup. Just drink the cup. Just eat the bread. Amen. Just drink the cup. Eat the bread. Amen. Because you don't have to train, transform yourself from a duck to the rabbit. The, the rabbit's in the cup. The rabbit's in the bread. The new life is in the bread. The new life is in the cup. Oh, y'all listening to me in this place, my God. He said, just drink it. Partake of it. Let it get in you. Let it get in you. In the first Passover, the blood was smeared on the exterior doorpost. But in the last Passover, he said, I want the blood to get in the house. Because when you try to apply religion to external works, you waddle around all your life knowing you're supposed to be hopping. So Jesus said, God Almighty, I'm going to change all of that and I'm going to die and shed my blood so the blood of the Old Testament you put on the external, you're going to put on the internal and that rabbit is going to show up in your life. Somebody shout, it ain't bread. It's the body. It ain't grape juice. It's the blood. He said, some of you sick because you, you can't see it. I'm not talking about physical here either. Some of you still sick. God Almighty, I feel some of this. Because you can't see it. You can't see it. You, you're still going to sleep because you can't see it. 
He said, you're still weak because you can't see it. He didn't say you're, you're weak because you ain't got no strength. He said you're weak because you can't see. You're weak because you still got the lenses of a dead and dying dispensation. When I'm trying to just change the lenses. Can I go a little deeper? Amen. And it's hard to recognize it because the duck was hid, the rabbit was hid in the duck. And, and if, if I don't intently believe it and start looking for it, it never manifests itself. But when I start believing I'm free, and start looking for my freedom, I start walking in freedom. We still want to apply blood to the outside. We still want to apply, uh, uh, apply religious laws to the outside. We still want to apply boundaries to the outside. And, 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 and though I, I may not be quacking, I'm hopping. It's an uncomfortable hop. Amen. And when nobody else is looking, I start waddling. This is too rich, isn't it? He said, he said, your only problem is you're weak because you, you haven't discerned what this really is. You haven't, you, you, you're not capable of seeing what I'm doing for you. You're not capable of seeing, i done it on the cross. I'm not going there. Just settle down. I'm going to let you have it. Amen. So when you come and kneel as a duck, you're not seeing what i done on the cross. And you leave waddling like the duck that you came. He said, so if you can just see. No wonder Paul said, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you could just know. You could just know. You think God needs to change your circumstances that are around you. And God said, all I need to change is your perception. Because when I change your perception, you will change the circumstances that are around you. Amen. I got to move to another community. I got too many drug friends in this one. I got to go to another place. I got too many girlfriends. I got to. Well, that was always my problem. But you know what? When you move to another place, the problem is you always pack the duck and take him with you. He's just squeaking. And you're just running. And he's just squeaking. Then you get to a whole new geographical location and boom, there's the duck. There's the duck. Well, maybe I need to change churches. Maybe I need to change locations. Maybe I need to change husbands. Maybe I need to change wives. Maybe I need to change this. He said, no, no, no. Nothing needs to change but how you see. If my husband was better, I'd be better. If my boss wasn't such a knucklehead, I'd be better. Are y'all okay? Amen? Yeah. If that car wouldn't have sat there when the light turned green, I'd have done better today. Quack, 
quack. That's all God can hear. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. So we want God to come down and fix all these things. We want God to tap that guy in the shoulder in the car that's texting and the lights turn green. We want God to tap him on the shoulder so I can maintain my rabbit. We want him to fix all this stuff around him. And we want God to change our husband. We want God to change our wife. We want God to change the people we work with. Amen. So I can hop at work. Oh, God, help me. And that is a religious form of bondage that leaves you mad. It leaves you aggravated. It leaves you disgusted. Is anybody living in this, or anybody in this house? Amen. And he said, I'm changing that with the cup. Last time you put it on the outside, this time I'm going to shed it where you can put it on the inside. And then, oh, God, I got, I got to move. I got to move. I got to me move. Uh, before I go, ask your, ask your neighbor, are you a rabbit? Ask your rabbit, are you a duck? Ask the duck on the other side, are you a rabbit? Hey, Amen. Can I help you? Can I help you right here? Some of y'all can't even answer that because some of us cannot receive someone calling us a rabbit because all we can see is the duck. Shift! And we're like Saul. We're like Saul. Before Saul become king, the prophet come and said, you are the desire of Israel. He said, don't talk to me like that. Some of us are so stuck in an old mindset that we can't receive a word of encouragement, we can't receive a prophetic word, and the Bible is disgusting. Why? Because the Bible is showing me a rabbit when I'm a duck, so why would I want to read something that's telling me I am something that I am not? Woo! Can we just get real tonight? Amen. So we can't even receive it. So we won't go to an encouraging church. We want to find a church where people beats up ducks. Makes us feel better about ourselves. You a duck. You always been a duck. And you ain't going to be nothing but a duck. Whoo, preach, preacher. That's my kind of preacher there. God, this is too. Huh? Why? Because even though it's cruel, even though you get beat up every Sunday, at least you leave realizing I ain't nothing and I never will be, so I am comfortable being a nobody. Matter of fact, you'll get in a church where people believe in you and say they ain't preaching the truth. God, this is getting too They ain't even preaching the truth. They ain't even preaching the gospel at that church. It's all about feel good. No, it's about a challenge. That God sees what you can be, and that's what he's going to speak in you. And it'll leave you confused, Gideon, when you're hiding behind a rock, and you're scared to death, and God shows up and says, get up, almighty man of valor. Huh? It'll bring confusion. Is anybody in this place? Amen. It'll bring confusion. I'd be better off if you would beat me. Amen. My God, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. And this is a mindset. I'd be better off if you'd just tear me up, talk ugly to me. Amen. So I can leave here feeling good about being nothing. So we get plumb confused. We get around people saying, I don't care what you have done, you're better than that. 
Amen. We get confused when we get around a Christ that's saying, I'm not judging your performance. I'm looking at your potential. Amen. You keep talking about the duck and all I can see is a rabbit. And God can't even hear your prayers because you're talking about a duck. And God said, get up, almighty man of valor. Oh, who is that word for? Thank you. Oh, God, I'm a duck. I'm a duck. I've always been a duck. I'm a sorry, no good for nothing duck. Forgive me for being a duck. Help me to be a better duck. Just help me be a better duck. I know I wobble, but let me wobble. Turn it into a swag. Turn my, turn my waddle into a swag. I want to... I want to waddle with some class, Lord. God Almighty, I'm preaching. Oh, I'm preaching. Just let me, let me, I can't hop like the rest of them, but let me at least swag in there on Sunday. Amen. God's looking down, you saying, I, I can't even hear you. I can't even hear you because I see everything that's in you. I can't even hear you because the guy you keep talking about, we nailed him on the cross through the body. I nailed him on the cross through the body of Jesus Christ. I killed that duck 2,000 years ago. You participated, amen, when you eat the body, you participated in the nailing of that thing so I can't relate to you anymore because you keep talking about what you was. Instead of getting a paradigm shift saying this is who I am, no wonder the Bible says, let the weak say, let the sick say, I am healed. Let the down say, I am up. Amen. Why? Because now you are seeing and speaking into something that will become a reality. And now I see that rabbit. God Almighty, I got to quit. I got to quit. Paradigm shift. That's what we got to have, a paradigm shift. And sometimes it just creates a wrestling match. Jacob's wrestling with Israel. Duck's wrestling with a rabbit. And they're just wrestling. Just wrestling. Amen. And it's always been funny to me that I always hear people talking to me, and usually they tell me, uh, not the religious ones, the ones that's real close to me, that knows I'm not going to judge them, they're always telling me about their duck. And I'm trying to tell them about their rabbit. Amen? And for you who don't tell me, you get up on Sunday morning brushing the duck's hair. Yeah, you do. You do. Why? Because you got in a situation through the week and found yourself quacking. You found yourself quacking when you know you wasn't supposed to be quacking. You found yourself waddling again. Y'all still out there? I'm finna quit. Find yourself waddling again. Amen. So we're always talking about the duck rather than confessing what God says about me. You're telling me, I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I can measure up. Amen. When Jesus is standing there saying, this, drink this. Drink this. Eat this. 
but you got to eat it with the realization that it's my work for your duck. It's my work, not your work. It's my finished work for your, your, your duck. So you got to start walking by faith. And it'll have you, right now, someone, a lot of us, you're, fin- you're, you're on the verge of stepping into this new dimension. So in doing so, this confusion comes. And this battle comes. And you're like Peter, and you're standing on the bow of a ship on this realm, but you feel in your spirit something's calling you to that realm. Who am I talking to? You feel like God's calling you into the realm of the supernatural. You feel like God's calling a duck into the realm of the rabbit. Amen. But because you're not used to operating on this level, you're standing on the bow of the ship saying, Lord, is that you? Is that you? Is this really God? Is this really God telling me I can be free? Is this really God telling me I'm not a nobody, I'm somebody? I've been told I'm a nobody all my life. I've been abused and misused. Amen. But I feel like something's calling me out of my realm of self-destruction into a brand new realm. But it's so foreign, I'm looking out on the water saying, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Because I I want to be a rabbit. I, I want to walk in that realm. I want to operate in that level. It's just I'm in that vulnerable place of the disciples walking down out of that upper room headed to the Garden of Gethsemane thinking, oh my Lord, what? What is going on here? What is happening? And all the time Jesus is making his way to spill that blood and to give his body to transform what he just planted in their minds so they can start manifesting the rabbit he showed them in an upper room. Stand with me all over this place. Tonight is going to be communion like you've never received it before. Tonight I want you to take communion like you have never received. I may not have been preaching to everybody in here, but the Holy Spirit is reaching out to the majority of us in this building right now. That we're entering into a paradigm shift. Some of you have questioned your calling. Some of you have questioned your anointing. Some of you have questioned what you heard Christ say in the upper room. Because he spoke into you your potential. But you're letting your performance rob you of your potential. And some of you are on the verge right now of digressing back into the duck. And saying, no, we'll let sister so-and-so be the rabbit. We'll let brother so-and-so be the rabbit. I just don't feel like I can hop like that. 
I don't feel like I can operate like that. I don't feel like I can have the same peace they got. I don't feel like I can preach like them. I don't feel like I can teach like them. I don't feel like I can have that sweet and gentle and kind spirit. Is anybody in this building with me tonight? I, 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 just, I just don't feel like that's me. And I come to grab you and to pull on you tonight and let you know that voice that's been calling you out to the deep is saying to you, amen, I'm trying to talk to you. Quit quacking. Your quack is drowning out my voice. Your quack is drowning out my voice. I'm calling you into a dimension, a realm. It's, it's all part of a paradigm shift. It's all part of transition. Multitudes. One man, Lindsay. There was at least 12 on that boat. I don't know how big the boat on, how many was there, but I know there was 12. And one man heard the call. And Levin never, never thought about it. The only reason, amen. Uh, and I wonder, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I wonder if Peter was embarrassed to tell him what he heard. I wonder if Peter said, I ain't telling them I'm thinking about walking on water. They'll think I'm crazy. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. I'm not telling them I have a word. I'm not telling them I feel God calling me to ministry. I'm not telling them because they'll think I'm crazy because I know I can't walk on water. Oh, I need somebody praying. Amen. I ain't telling nobody. I just wonder if he fought it. He fought it. It was so far outside his paradigm. He said, Lord, if that's you, give me a word. Give me a word. Well, I just answered somebody's prayer. God just answered somebody's prayer with this sermon. Here's your word. You're not a duck. You're not a duck anymore. Uh, one dispensation is ending tonight with this table. One paradigm is ending tonight with this table. There's going to be a shift tonight at this table. If you can make the change. If you can make the shift. If you can see it. We're fixing to break. So get me a bowl of water to wash my hands. We're fixing to break. Josh has got it. We're fixing to break bread. And if it's just bread to you, you're going to leave here like you came. But if this is the pierced, broken body of Christ that you partake of on the inside, it's going to turn your weakness into strength. It's going to turn your duck mentality into a rabbit mentality. And some of you are standing right there. I ain't even worthy to eat at that table. I ain't even worthy. I'm too ducky. I'm too duckish. He was broken for ducks. He poured his blood out for us. That if we can believe and we can partake. Yeah, it's, it's a natural institution. But the spiritual reality of it is so phenomenal. He said, as often as you do it, I want it to remind you you're not a duck no more. I want it to remind you you're not weak no more. I want it to remind you that you are strong 
because you're partaking of me. Oh, my God, my God. Just begin to prepare yourself. Begin to prepare yourself. Begin to prepare yourself. Begin to prepare yourself. God spoke to me and said there's going to be a paradigm shift in this journey. I don't know if it's going to... If, if, you're, if it's going to culminate tonight or if it's going to take a few nights of teaching. But if you will not look at this teaching as another sermon and look at it as bread and body and blood, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. T -t tonight, I believe God's going to begin to change them lenses and put new lenses in there. So that you see from a new perspective and you can leave here saying, you know what? I may still be waddling. But now at least I'm straining. And I'm stretching. And I'm trying to see what God sees. Because he said it. And if you'll keep on, you're going to be renewed. You're going to be transformed by what you see. By what you see. Let me pray over you, and then we're going to start moving. We've never did communion quite like this, but we're just going to move right into it right here. But I need you to prepare your heart and mind right there. Just kind of forget about me for a few minutes because God has spoke to some people here on a bunch of different levels. And can I tell you, don't listen to me before you begin your little prayer time. Don't think you're going to figure it out out there before you come up here. Because when they were passing the cup, they were still saying, did he say his blood? Did he say his blood? He said his blood. You by faith have got to drink it when you don't feel it. You by faith got to eat it when you don't feel it. You by faith are going to have to strain until you begin to see it. But I declare 2018 is the Easter that will forever change your life. Can you receive that? 2018 is the paradigm shift that will forever change your life. And here's the thing about a paradigm shift. Once that vision changes, you start seeing scripture like you've never seen it before. You start, you start putting yourself in the word instead of saying, oh, that's for somebody else. You, you, you start seeing everybody from a whole new perspective because now you see yourself from a new perspective. My God, I'm putting a lot of stake in my God tonight. And I'm putting a whole lot of stake in this table tonight because now I know the fullness of why we get to partake of it. I'm just going to step out here and dare to believe that I don't care how dysfunctional you are, that table will change you. Is anybody with me? I got to believe it if I'm going to preach it. I just so believe it that I don't have to do anything to you or for you that all that was done is on this table. And if you receive it in the right spirit, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. You got to pray for yourself right now. You got to pray for yourself. We all, all, us Pentecostal preachers, always preached if you ain't worthy, don't come eat it. Amen. If you chewed too much bubble gum this last week, you ain't worthy to eat from this table, don't you come and get it. If you failed this week, stay away from this table, you're not worthy. Amen. But can I tell you what makes you unworthy to eat this table is not discerning what it really means. Because you can't come with a proud spirit if you discern it right. 
You, you can't come with the wrong spirit if you discern this table right. That's the only thing that makes us unworthy if we don't realize this price was paid that I could change now. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.